It's time to take a trip to the great state of Georgia again where the peaches are sweet and elections are always fair, honest, perfect, and accurate. So they tell us. Georgia. Georgia. The whole day Just an old sweet song Keeps Georgia on my mind Georgia on my mind This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the Monday edition of Truth to Ponder. I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Yeah, it's time to take a little trip down to the great peach state of Georgia. We looked at it a few weeks ago, and some things have been kind of dribbling out since that time. Some of the things that I raised questions about and many others have as well, hmm, are beginning to come to light. And for the first time in a long time, I'm beginning to have hope, at least a little bit. It's hard to have hope when you're dealing with with a corrupt government at the federal and even at the state levels nowadays. So so what in the world is going on in Georgia? Now, I want you to go back with me. You remember the Secretary of State, Brad Raffsenberger, or Berger. He was so adamant that the 2020 election in Georgia was just so fair, just so perfect. And, and any talk by anybody about anything like a irregularity, a problem, incompetence, or, or, or even fraud, or vote stealing, or doing things illegal, was nothing but a wacky conspiracy theory. You couldn't talk about any of that kind of stuff. Remember all the things that were said. I'm going to remind you in just a moment of a lot of the things that were said by officials in the state of Georgia starting shortly after the election and up until about, oh, I don't know, about a week ago. Things have changed. There's a there's the beginnings of, well, a seed change in, in gradually coming out. They can't come out all at once, trust me. It's going to be very embarrassing. Maybe he now knows, but I really believe he always did know. Good old Brad, the the Secretary of State of Georgia. I think the guy has got some serious issues ahead, and he knows it. And and now's the time to get ahead of it. Kind of like the guy being chased down the street. You know, you want to pretend you're leading a parade. All the fire and blowback. It's going to rain down on him if it ever all comes out, I believe. Even even the governor, Brian Kemp, the former Secretary of State of Georgia, I might add, was one of those never-Trumper establishment types. So he has no concrete values. So he's going to be in lockstep with the current Secretary of State, Brad Raffsenberger, anyway. We also know that the Georgia Secretary of State, Brad, hired an independent contractor. This is important because you didn't know much about this. This has been kept rather quiet. The mainstream media, the NBC's ABC, CBS, CNN's, none of them want to touch this with a 10-foot pole. He hired 
you know, Secretary of State Brad, he hired an independent contractor to monitor the ballot counting at the State Farm Arena in Atlanta. Now, there's a lot of funny business that happened at that arena. You remember they, oh, we have a water main break and everybody has to leave the building. We're not going to do any more counting until tomorrow morning. We forget that, don't we? Or they want you to forget that. And all the media, all the observers, well, at least on the Republican side, left the building. And it turned out there was no water leak at all. The best they could find was a toilet still running, but not running over. That's all they had. And so for that, they shut down the count. They just shut it down, sent everybody home. And as soon as everybody left, all of a sudden, these suitcases full of ballots come out and start being counted. And in the middle of the night, suddenly the numbers dramatically change in the election count rapidly change, incredibly change, suspiciously change. Notice that in Georgia, they shut down the process but kept counting anyway when nobody was looking. Same thing happened in Philadelphia. Yeah, I called it Philadelphia because it's run by filthy, corrupt individuals, every one of which need to be in prison. They stole the election in Philadelphia. They stole the election in Detroit. They stole the election in Maricopa County. I'm telling you right now, it's going to come out. Maricopa County in Arizona. And they stole it in Fulton County, Georgia. Probably Cobb County to a degree, too, and others. So you got Brad out there. He's got his own, own guy monitoring what's going on there in Atlanta at the State Farm Arena. And his own guy documented a bunch of irregularities, gave him his report, handed it over to Raffsenberger on the 13th of November. (laughs) And then seven days later, Raffsenberger wrote a phony garbage opinion piece for the Washington Compost entitled, are you ready for this? Georgia election results are sound. Raffsenberger and and the Georgia process for verifying the accuracy of elections are considered, ready for this, the gold standard in election integrity. Why did he lie? Why did the Secretary of State of Georgia, along with the governor of the state of Georgia, who, by the way, now he's running around saying, I signed this great bill. Hey, Brian, it's a little too much, a little, little too little too late. You were in on the fraud because you didn't like Trump. You were going to stick it to him. But the fraud got out of hand. You lost two senators in the process in January. We'll get to that in a little bit, too. So we're being told that Joe Biden won the state of Georgia by 11,599 votes statewide. Let's say that again. Joe Biden allegedly won the state, supposedly by a mere 11,599 votes statewide. Now, for those of us that, look, I've been 
I've been very associated with the state of Georgia since 1975. I covered its politics as a news reporter for a number of years. I have lived in the state, both in the Atlanta area and in the Northeast Georgia mountains. I have been from Savannah to Middle Georgia to South Georgia to Northwest Georgia to Augusta, Georgia. I know the state intimately well. While there are pockets, let's understand this. The idea of Biden winning the state at all under the circumstances was ludicrous to begin with. But I know there are pockets of Democrat strongholds, including, in part, but not all of Metro Atlanta. Yeah, if you look at DeKalb County, it is going to be 80% Democrat. No doubt about it. And you look at Fulton County. It's going to be a divided county, but leans toward the Democrat side because of the city of Atlanta. By the way, Buckhead, you probably have heard the story. They're trying to bail out, and I don't blame them. So let's let's look at this carefully. The pandemic gave a lot of states cover for creating widespread cheating and irregularities. Those that keep screaming the election the stolen election idea has somehow been debunked, are just beating their chest. They don't want to admit the truth. Look, Stacey Abrams is cutting deals with Rassenberger back in April of last year on how to change the voting in Georgia. And the idiot signed off on every bit of it. Breaking Georgia law. They don't want to talk about that. He had no authority to do the things that he did. You know, Brian Kemp should have known better. Raffsenberger, who, by the way, used a private email address to talk to the folks <laughs> about voting machines and, and projects. He can't do that, but he used his Gmail account from his business. What kind of business did he run that needs a Gmail account? All of a sudden now, something has happened. See, in the early days of the pandemic, a group headed by Stacey Abrams, who had run for governor and lost in 2018, they pushed for some very questionable and unsecure voting changes. And the good old Secretary of State, Brad Raffsenberger, signed off on it. Mail-in ballots, unsecure boxes, a whole scheme. It was like a graven invitation, engraved, you know, to, to go ahead and cheat. You're not going to get caught. Well, let's go back mm, about a week ago. Secretary of State Raffsenberger said in a Twitter post out of nowhere that the state's counties cannot continue to violate ballot drop box rules. Now, what was he talking about? There was an article on a news site called the Georgia Star News. It's an online newspaper. And the site has been doing, well, they've been doing an incredible job of getting some freedom of information requests and doing some digging themselves. And they they reported that uh, Fulton County produced Dropbox transfer forms due to an open records request, and, and a lot of them are missing. In fact, we're not talking just a handful, just as it was said by Brad a year ago, you know, months ago, that, oh, even if there was mistakes, not enough to overturn the election, you want to bet. Here's the story that's being minimized to control the inevitable damage. 
The election rules of 2020 required every county to sign a drop box transfer form when absentee ballots were collected. And those boxes had to be collected. This is like in 100 counties, okay? There's 150 some odd counties in Georgia. And 100 counties had the drop boxes, and they had to be collected every 24 hours, had to follow a specific chain of custody. And now, Bradley, or little Brad, refers to saying new revelations. How could this be? Fulton County can't produce all these documents. What happened? The truth is, in Fulton County, both the largest county with millions of votes and the largest Democrat stronghold is an absolute basket case. I said it last year. And by the way, the city of Atlanta is in Fulton County. Under the rules passed and and signed off by, by Brad, voters could return absentee ballots by putting them in these so-called secure boxes. And the rules, like I say, required the teams collected them every 24 hours or less. And the team had to complete, sign. There had to be a chain of custody. The form was supposed to include the date, time, and location. Now, we know that 85%, now listen to this carefully, 85% of more than 59,000 absentee ballots deposited in Fulton County locations during the election for which Fulton County officials have provided a chain of custody, they were never immediately transported, which is a requirement. You can't just sit on them for hours or days. But they did. They're one of the only counties that had that problem. And the the forms that we know now indicate that more than 5% of the absentee ballots were signed in as accepted by the registered designees long before they were picked up at the drop box, which makes no sense. Somebody is pre-filling out paperwork. When you look at the 59,000 ballots in question, which is slightly less than 9% of the ballots that were delivered in compliance with the rules, 59,000, okay? These did not occur much at all in other Georgia counties. They didn't have these issues. I want you to realize there's a thousand some odd transfer forms documenting 59,042 absentee ballots. And there's a mess. So we know that 18,900 ballots dropped into the box uh, may be fraudulent, at least probably a lot more. And that's just for one county. And Biden won by 11,599. This is just one county. This is just one county. If you're just tuning in, this is the program Truth to Ponder. I'm your host, Bob Bierman. We're taking a trip to Georgia. And I want you to understand that this is important because we're going to see Georgia, I believe, We're going to see something in Arizona, and before long, because a lot of people are observing what's going on, what's going on in uh, in Maricopa County, you never know. Pennsylvania could be next. Maybe some of these, just just like when we talked about things in the pandemic, like uh, the Wuhan uh, lab virus, we were told by the media that's debunked. Well, they've been trying to debunk this story, too, for quite a long time. If you listen to Truth to Ponder, we're online on shortwave and and also now have, in case you didn't know, we are on uh, free-to-air satellite.
Let's get back to this story. This story is just one case of issues that the never-Trumpers like, like Secretary Brad and his little hissy-fit assistant, angry man Gabe Sterling, former Secretary of State and current Governor Brian Kemp, and even Lieutenant Governor and phony conservative Jeff Duncan, they all swore it was a perfect election. So let's just take a little trip, just a little trip down memory lane. Remember when the Secretary of State, Brad, told us that numbers don't lie. Working as an engineer throughout my life, I live by the motto that numbers don't lie. As Secretary of State, I believe that the numbers that we have presented today are correct. Well, of course, Brad, that assumes that the ballots you are counting are legitimate. Tell you down again. Two nothings is nothing. That's mathematics, son. You can argue with me, but you can't argue with figures. Two half nothings is a whole nothing. And I know what I'm talking about because... And of course, if you ever dared question his Royal Majesty Secretary of State Brad, you were called a kook, you know, a keeper of odd knowledge. I can remember Brad used a, like I said, a personal Gmail account from his former so-called engineering company to talk with computer voting vendors for the state of Georgia, which I might add happens to be illegal when, when conducting state business. So my question is, what was Brad trying to hide? Now, listen to his, his feelings about those that, that dare to, to challenge his wisdom and his office and its integrity. There are those who are exploiting the emotions of many Trump supporters with fantastic claims, half-truths, misinformation, and frankly, they are misleading the president as well, apparently. And, and as many people still question how this election was done, there was kind of a, a firewall put up to to decimate any discussion from the governor on down. I can remember listening to one of Raffsenberger's underlings I've mentioned before. His name is Gabe Sterling, and this little weasel had a hissy fit news conference and just unloaded like a kid, like just a brat, spoiled, rotten kid, anybody that would question the election. But he refused to answer. I remember the press conference. He refused to answer any legitimate com- complaints. You know, he would just be, how dare you question? We know we're right. Remember, there were hundreds of signed affidavits. Here's what, you, what people keep forgetting. There are hundreds, not a dozen, not five or six, not one. There are hundreds of signed affidavits given under the, the penalty of perjury. Like, I can go to jail if I'm lying talking about the clear issues and most in like Fulton and and Cobb County and the Secretary of State's office just blew it off you know a little bit of, they don't know it just, just we had a perfect election they did a very severely limited investigation of any investigation at all I call it a whitewash and I can I can just remember that little press conference where where Gabe comes down the little staircase and he gets right in front of the the microphone and takes off his face mask it has all gone too far all of it it has to stop. And and guess what, Gabe? You're right. I agree with you. It's gone too far. It has to stop. You're lying. Your boss is lying. The failure of your department to conduct a fair and honest election in Georgia needs to be exposed. You need to be exposed for the frauds and the liars you are. 
right from never Trump or Kemp. He needs to resign immediately. Jeff Duncan, the lieutenant governor, he's another one that needs to resign. And I think that Brad Rassenberger needs to be in jail for what he did in breaking Georgia law. Come on. You guys have been throwing mud and lying in front of TV cameras and pointing fingers and having little hissy fits since November because you got caught doing something you shouldn't have done. Look, in early December, your little boss man, Brad, talked about his worthless investigation, which was designed to cover his office's incompetence and, in my opinion, potential illegal agreements with Stacey Abrams. And our investigators have seen no widespread fraud either. Hey, let me tell you something. I've got some news for you. If your people had done a real investigation like you lied about and said you did, you didn't do a real investigation. You did a whitewash job. If you'd done a real investigation, you'd already know what you're beginning to tweet about now to protect yourself because you lied. Yeah, Brad, you and Gabe and the governor and the lieutenant governor lied to the people in the state of Georgia. What an embarrassment. And then we, if we go back to December, here's Brad again, and he's using the newfound word of the left, systemic. Yeah, you. we know the word systemic. Uh, we've never found systemic fraud, not enough to overturn the election. Ah, uh, yeah, not enough to, to have any fraud. You know, it, it, it's, it's just we don't have any systemic issues here in Georgia. <laughs> and then if you go back also uh, to the end of last year, you have the ever-establishment Uh, Lieutenant Governor of Georgia, Jeff Duncan, just echoing the same fraudulent talking points, never Trumper talking points, and and being very, very dismissive on on a local TV interview in Atlanta. You believe the election was rigged? I don't. What is a fair and legal election here in Georgia? Uh, We continue to chase down all the the little one-off leads that we've got. I know the Secretary of State, the the GBI are working on one-off issues like we would probably see in any other election. Uh, But I believe the election was fair and legal. This isn't a third world country here in Georgia. We've been running elections for a long, long time. Ah, yes. The the ever-establishment Jeff Duncan just... Oh, everything's just fine. I don't think anything was stolen. It's just it's just perfect. It's just perfect. Jeff, I don't believe you. I never did believe you. Anybody that believed Biden legitimately won the state of Georgia. You know, you guys never looked at things like, oh, I don't know how many people were sharing the same address that you can't find anymore. You know, people from out of state. We had a lot of that in Georgia. We had open fields near cities like Macon. I mean, we're talking farmland. People, dozens, living on a piece of farmland that never had a home. And you go to find people now, they're not there. They're just not there anymore. Here's a classic from from good old Brad, Secretary of State Brad, saying, we've counted the votes three times, and, and guess what? The numbers stay the same. We have now counted legally cast ballots three times, and the results remain unchanged. Truth matters. Today, the Secretary of State's office will be recertifying our state's election results. Okay, okay, Brad. You're you're the former, you're the big time former engineer, which means you probably took a math course somewhere in your life, 
As an engineer, you should know that if your numbers are based on incorrect or false data, Brad, uh, your equation results are meaningless, Brad. I would hate to to have used you in any mission-critical project if that's the kind of an engineer you are, and here's why. How arrogant can you be? Brad, think about this for a moment. Follow me if you can. If you have fraudulent and illegal ballots in the pile of ballots, then you can count them three times. You can count them 30,000 times. You can count them 3 million times. And you will still get the same fraudulent results over and over again. Because what you're failing to admit is you set up a system in Georgia And we're not even talking about any potential things with voting machines. We're just talking stuffed ballot boxes, broken chain of custody, ballots by the thousands coming out from under tables when everything's supposed to be shut down, ballots that don't have proper folds, ballots that never were properly signed, ballots in the thousands, like the tens of thousands. And if you keep... (laughs) Brad, what do you not understand? When you keep counting fraudulent votes, you're going to get the same fraudulent results. You're down again. Two nothings is nothing. That's mathematics, son. You can argue with me, but you can't argue with figures. Two half nothings is a whole nothing. And I know what I'm talking about. As far as I'm concerned, Brad, you're up to your neck. So is Gabe. So is the governor. So is the lieutenant governor. And the longer you arrogant clowns keep stonewalling this, when the fraud is found, your reputation is going to be toast. Everything you're doing now, Brad, everything you're doing now, Jeff, Gabe, and Brian, everything you're doing now is to minimize the fallout. Now, I want you to go back. Here's here's Gabe Sterling once again. You know, Gabe, he just gets so, he's so emotional, though they try to, have a serious investigation, uh, he, he still is convinced the election, nothing ever went wrong. It, it was never stolen. They say, well, we feel like our election was stolen. We feel like our votes don't count. And I said, okay, I'm not acknowledging the election was stolen because it wasn't. I'm not acknowledging that there was massive voter fraud because there wasn't. But said- Even in January, Gabe Sterling is, is doing the press conference route and he's uh, bragging how perfect the election was. And hey, hey, guess what, guys? There's, there's nothing to see here. And then Gabe gets on on the TV. Matter of fact, he's wearing this American flag face mask, no less, trying to prove what an honest American and good citizen he, he is as he blows the president's questions off so dismissively, so arrogantly, and he thinks he knows what he's talking about, but, well... You listen to how he handles this on. And this, by the way, was CNN. He, they would run to CNN. They stayed off Fox. They stayed off Newsmax. These four were running to CNN. Mr. President, you already lost state of Georgia. And the thing now is, no matter what you say, you can't undermine the people of Georgia's integrity to know the voting system works and their vote is going to count at the end of the day, one way or the other, how this election comes out. So, Gabe, you're you're telling me that 
that you're you're sure that that Trump lost the state of Georgia, that Joe Biden won, that everything was perfectly normal, nothing went funny in the election, and those hundreds of people that signed affidavits saying otherwise, that there were fraudulent ballots, ballots that looked like they'd been run through a copy machine, ballots we didn't know where they came from, why did we shut everything down? All these affidavits, these people were just liars and kooks and frauds, and they'd be willing to go to jail for a fraud. And you keep saying that it was an honest and open election. How dare you when the evidence has been right in front of you the whole time? And here's the problem. Until just about a week ago, when a small newspaper in Georgia got a hold of some of the same facts that you and Brad and Brian Kemp, the governor, and Jeff Duncan, the lieutenant governor, knew the whole time, the facts were right in front of you. But you're such an evil never-Trumper, you really don't care. You're just a political hack, all four of you. All four of you are not fit to be in where the office is and the paychecks you're getting. If any one of you was a man, you had resigned. And until just about a week ago, he kept saying everything was fine. Everything was thoroughly normal. We had safe, secure honest elections this leaves the big question what happened why the the shift why is the narrative suddenly slowly changing and we're being fed bits and pieces very slowly in my opinion that's all that it is this is just the first of many issues that is going to force the truth to fall like an avalanche on the heads of these establishment and worthless politicians. I've had enough. I am done with lying politicians. I don't care what party you belong to. If you become a swamp creature, I don't care if you call yourself a Republican like McConnell or anyone else. I am done with the political establishment. You have shafted the people of every state. You all find ways of making plenty of money for yourself. My question... My question for Governor Kemp, my question for Lieutenant Governor Jeff Duncan, my question for Secretary of State Brad Raffsenberger, and my question for his little man associate Gabe Sterling is this. How long have you been hiding potential fraud issues? What did you know and when did you know it? Raffensperger went down to Georgia claiming there's no votes to steal. But he was in a bind because he was sued one time. He was willing to make a deal. And he came across Miss Abrams on a podium and preaching hot. Brad Raffin jumped up on a hickory stump and said, Girl, let me tell you what. I guess you didn't know it, but I'm a never-Trumper too. But if you'd care to take a dare, I'll make a bet with you. Now you play the press like a fiddle, girl, but give the devil his due. I bet a senator gold against your control because I think I'm better than you. The girl said, my name's Stacy, and it might be a sin. But I'll take your bet you're going to regret because I make votes that's never been. Stacy, print your ballots and play the victim's part. Because voting's loose in Georgia and Brad Raffin deals in cards. And if you win, you'll get this shiny Senate made of gold. But if you lose, Republicans keep control. And he said, I'll start this show When signatures flew from his fingertips As he reached a brand new low He sent ballot applications to everyone upon his list The dead, the relocated, not a single name was missed 
Are they wrong? I think they're wrong 100%. When Brad Raffin finished, Stacy said, Well, you're pretty good, old son, but sit down in that chair out there. Let me show you how it's done. Count every vote, don't matter who it's from. You can't throw them out, just add it to the song. No MLB, no Home Depot. Brad Raffin bowed his head because he knew that he'd been beat. And he laid that golden sentence on the ground at Stacy's feet. Stacy said, Raffin, just come on back if you ever want to try again. I done told you once, you son of a gun, I make votes it's never been. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. Pharaoh or bingo? Shalom Alechem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Now Moses went to the wilderness to avoid Egypt, but 40 years went by. He was now 80 years old. Now when you're 80 years old, you don't usually want to deal with a lot of things. When you're 80 and Jewish, you want to move to Miami Beach, play shuffleboard, bingo. You know, it's a biological fact. At a certain point, usually around 62, and all your hormones of youth are used up, the bingo hormone kicks in and you get an uncontrollable urge to move to Miami, play bingo. That's what Moses would have liked. But God told Moses, go to Egypt and deal with the very thing that you've spent the last 40 years not dealing with. God called Moses to deal with Pharaoh, the very center of his problem. Because only by dealing with it head on could the bondage in his own life be broken. Not only for the Hebrews, but for Moses himself. Only by dealing with the problem head on, with the power of God to back him up, could he be free from the shadow that hung over him the past 40 years of his life. He would no doubt have rather gone to Miami and played some bingo, but the only way to be free was to go deal with Pharaoh instead. And so it is with your life, my friend. You can't conquer the problem by running away from it. God didn't call you to avoid, but to conquer and overcome. And you can only have victory if you confront it with the power of God. You see, you've got a choice. You can try to live a comfortable life or you can try to live a good and victorious life. You won't get a comfortable life anyway. So go for victory. Go down and confront that problem head on, my friend. God will be with you because victory will come when you confront your Pharaoh and forget about the bingo. Want more? Ask for Approaching Ahasuerus. Now the free gift for you. From the sands of Judea to the wings of the cherubim, uh, the amazing, awesome, long-hidden mystery now revealed. The mystery of the temple doors, you'll love it. And sapphires guaranteed to bless your socks off. How do you get all these free gifts? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and dial it. That's it. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. You'll be so blessed. But call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. And I invite you to minister with me, together bringing salvation to God's chosen people, Israel, and to the unreached peoples of all nations of five continents with over a billion people. Just call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or you can write me direct. I'd love to hear from you. It's The Nice Jewish Boy. It's at Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, and the zip, it's 07644. So write me at The Nice Jewish Boy, 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah, Sar Chaim, the Prince of Life. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. The Georgia rain on the chair.
Welcome back to part two of the Monday edition of Truth to Ponder. I'm your host, Bob Bierman. I know I know, I went a bit long on the segment regarding Georgia, and I actually have just a few more little items about the election from Georgia and other places. I really feel it's necessary that we get our minds up to this story today because I think over the days and weeks ahead, some things are going to come out, and, and I don't want you to be thoroughly surprised real quick updates we are currently in florida we are producing the program in florida we will be here for a while but our address our mailing address in georgia is still the address to use for the time being we're not 100 percent certain when we're getting back there's just a lot of things to do in terms of this radio ministry the new satellite channel which is Uh, Truth to Ponder Radio, which can be found on Galaxy 19, free to air. It also can be heard online. And so if you'd like to find this program and some Christian music and other things, you can go to our website, which is truththenumber2ponder.com. Truththenumber2ponder.com. Still debating what to do about the situation regarding how we put this program out as a podcast. I had some reports about a week ago that one of the vendors we're using, which is called Spreaker, had been putting commercials, which is their right to do, understand. Even though I'm a paying customer, they've been putting commercials in or in front of the program, which are just not in keeping with the program. And if that can't be resolved, then we're going to have to drop using Spreaker. I can't have that kind of commercial running ahead of my program and I don't think you'd want to hear it either so just so you know we are aware and it really bothered me that they would do something like that but then again you know we're dealing with a secular reprobate minded world so nothing surprises me any longer if you want to use our mailing address in Georgia it is 21 Berkshire B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263 in Sky Valley, two words, Sky Valley, Georgia, 30537. Podcast is still available at Anchor and a few other places because of Anchor. You can get it on iTunes now is what what I've been told. And also we are at Edify. If you know what Edify podcasts are, it is a Christian podcasting site. We are now there. And so if you'd like to pick it up from from Edify, that would be great. We may do more with them. Just trying to keep the options open as we move forward. And like I say, the uh, free-to-air satellite is beginning to show some promise. Galaxy 19, you can, if you have a glory star system, you can get it by pushing the radio button. And not sure the channel number. There's been some discrepancy. Is it channel 1000? Uh, 2040 or 2048. We'll, we'll try to get that figured out as well. It's it's not been easy being on the road as much as we have been. But I want to thank all of you that take the time to financially support this ministry. Airtime is not free, and you know it's only another week and a half, and we have to start all over again 
in paying those airtime bills. So any any help you can give, just make the check payable to Ancient Word Radio, and we'd be very appreciative of it. Like I said, I, I've been spending a lot of time on Georgia today. We're going to get into a couple of other states and places and some, I think, things you need to know. Because I really believe, as much as I understand, we are coming to a day of destiny in this world and God's judgment. There's no doubt in my mind that we're going to have the great tribulation. Now, whether we're coming into that great tribulation or a horrible tribulation the world has seen before, it's hard to say. And I'll be talking about that a little bit on tomorrow's program and some other news that you might have missed as well. I, I wonder at times if maybe we complained less and prayed more. Look, sharing truth is one thing. How do we deal with that truth? We have to deal with it prayerfully. We are told to pray for our leaders. I saw where the IRS came after some Bible study group in Texas saying they couldn't have a 501c3 because prayer seems to benefit Republicans more than Democrats. Now, I'll just leave it at that. That's what the IRS thinks. I think what we need to do honestly is repeal the Lyndon Johnson 1954 amendment that pretty well muzzled churches from having any political opinion. Why should churches be muzzled but nobody else? Everybody else can talk about religion openly. Why can't those of religious persuasion uh, give their opinion about politics? I don't get it. Of course, I do get it. Uh, Lyndon Johnson was was kind of a, no, how do I put it? I'm trying to find the nice way to put it. Let's just say he was not a nice guy. And a lot of the churches knew it, and he wanted to shut them up for his political power. He was also a terrible president, a horrible vice president, and his integrity is in question with me to this day. You know, when you look at what's happening in Georgia, and I really believe that light and salt, you know, we're, we're the salt and light of the earth as Christians. So preservative is what salt is. Light, darkness, evil hates light. And I think in Georgia and other places, if we keep praying it through, the light of truth will be exposed. Now, how it all comes out, does it change the election? Well, regardless, it's going to be a mess, but it's a mess we have to face. The conservative voters in Georgia need to ensure that every one of those that were involved with uh, making this a disastrous election in the state. You know, Governor Kemp makes me the want to throw up, and here's why. He now brags that he's fixed everything. We've got the best law in the nation for, for getting rid of voter fraud. Well, too little too late, Governor. Should have done that last year when your Secretary of State was cutting deals with Stacey Abrams. Should have let the legislature handle this problem which is what their constitutional authority says they must. Not Raffsenberger. It's not his job. So why did you and your Secretary of State fail? Why did you permit the disaster occur on your watch? And, you know, in two years, you're going to be running for re-election? Yeah, you're trying to, you're trying to you know, put the toothpaste back in the tube. It's not going to work, Governor. It's not going to work, Secretary of State Brad. It's not going to work, Lieutenant Governor Jeff Duncan. People in Georgia have got memories, especially the ones you're going to need. And I, I hope and pray 
that you are challenged in a primary. Once again, if you're just tuning in, this is the program, Truth to Ponder, our website, truththenumber2ponder.com, truththenumber2ponder.com. You know, I talked the other day about things that I miss, like journalism, justice, integrity. They're, they're gone. I mean, journalism is just, it's dead. Justice is for sale. And integrity is something a lot of politicians sell when they enter public life. Now, it's not just Georgia where we have issues. There are a lot of other states where they have serious election, uh, issues in this election. Of course, the mainstream media denies it just like they deny the Wuhan lab theory. And just because somebody with a TV microphone wearing a face mask gets on a TV set and says, if you don't believe that Biden won Georgia, Arizona, Pennsylvania, you're some kind of an insurrectionist. That's the new word now. See, if you don't believe in the election result, you are now, according to Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and company, we are now insurrectionist. Wow. I never knew that that challenging something that may be fraudulent made you an insurrectionist unless you live in a communist country or you're under Nazi Germany. Now there, I could understand that. If you spoke against Hitler, you're an insurrectionist. If you spoke against Stalin, you're an insurrectionist. Now if you speak against Biden or, or Nancy or, or Chuck Schumer, you're an insurrectionist in this nation today. That's something fairly new. I never thought I would see that in my lifetime. Just like the so-called debunked Wuhan theory, well, we're finding out that the election debunked theory may not be debunked after all. There's a guy by the name of John Lott. He's got a PhD. He worked for the Department of Justice. He has a 25-page report he put out a while back. And he talked about, and he, and here, he had some really good ways to do this, the high probability of voter fraud in the 2020 election. And what he, what he pointed out, he looked at several places, including Fulton County, Georgia, I might add, and a couple of other places around the country. He was able to, what he called, isolate the impact of the Fulton County voting county process, which would include potential fraud. And what, what he points out, it's kind of eye-opening. He went back to 2016, and there was little difference between the voting in Fulton County and its surrounding counties. We're talking in-person, absentee, all of it. In other words, looking at the demographics, looking, comparing all things to create, you know, make them on an equal footing. There was like no difference in the way things would turn out in other counties around Fulton County. But see, in 2020, even with all the controls put in for demographic and in-person voting variables... He found something fascinating. The, the, that President Trump's percentage of absentee votes was like 8% lower in Fulton County than all the precincts. You know, in other words, if you look at the surrounding counties and even in other parts of part of Fulton, too, outside of Atlanta, when you measure the difference in President Trump's vote share of the absentee ballots for the adjacent precincts, 
And if you account for the difference in his vote share of in-person voting and the difference in registered voters, demographics, everything, in other words, really getting down to the nuts and bolts, the best estimate shows a minimal 7.8% drop. That's, you know, getting near 8%. 8% drop in Trump's percentage of absentee ballots for Fulton County. Now, that's 11,350 votes suppressed. That doesn't make any statistical sense. That's 98% of Biden's lead in the entire state of Georgia, just in the absentee ballots not the ones in the drop box, just the absentee ballots in one county. So what Lott is saying in layman's terms is that, you know, in precincts with alleged fraud, Trump's proportion of absentee ballots was suppressed, even when the precincts had similar in-person Trump vote shares to their surrounding counties. The fact this shift only occurs in absentee ballots and only across a county line is highly telling and extremely suspicious. He also applied the same standard to Allegheny County in Pennsylvania for both absentee and provisional ballots and estimated the number of fraudulent votes from those two sources, provisional and absentee, was 55,000 270 votes. How much did Biden win Pennsylvania again? You see what I'm saying? Lot was clear that at the precinct level, estimates in just one county apiece for Georgia and Pennsylvania indicates that voter fraud may very well alone have accounted just in those two places, Allegheny and Fulton, enough to turn both states. Say that again. What Lott is saying is that this is a statistical anomaly that cannot be explained, that makes no sense, that is just for for Brad Raffsenberger and Gabe Sterling and Lieutenant Governor Jeff Duncan and Governor, I used to be the Secretary of State, Brian Kemp, to pretend that everything was fine in Georgia. They knew it wasn't, but they knew it was on their watch. And they know that people are going to be coming with pitchforks and torches after these clowns because of what they've done. I really hope that there is a primary election against the three. In other words, what he's saying, Lott is saying, Professor Lott, just in two counties, Trump should have won the state of Pennsylvania and the state of Georgia. Now, what happens if you add Arizona? Hmm. I know in Georgia it's become clear that people registered to vote that lived, like I said before, they lived on vacant lots, office buildings, open roads, mailboxes, mailbox, etc. And none of these people can be found. They they don't. I guess they got raptured by their by their new savior, Stacey Abrams, and taken to their eternal reward, wherever that reward may be. And let's be honest. Increased fraud can take many forms. Higher rates of filling out absentee ballots for people who never voted. We had dead people voting all over. Ineligible people voting. Phantom people voting. And we even know in some places payments where people would sell their ballots. 
Lott estimated there were more than enough votes in Georgia and Pennsylvania to account for the wins in those states. And as he looks at Arizona, Michigan, Nevada, and Wisconsin, it appears the same probably happened there as well. The data indicates when you follow this very methodical process. And while the problems that Lotz shows is, you know, what he shows is huge, I have reasons to believe that it could be worse. His own numbers are probably, ready for this, an underestimate, even he says so. He estimates using precinct-level data assumes that there's no fraud occurring in the in-person voting. And second, that the voter turnout estimates do not account for ballots for the opposing candidate that were lost, destroyed, or replaced with ballots filled out for other candidates. In other words, it could even be messier. Now, before we run out of time today, we got a little time left in the program. I've got some other news here. It's worth noting that despite the news media screaming from the rooftops, much of what they tell you every day is a well-crafted lie. You're, you're being foon-sped toxic doses of fake news. And much of it's powered by an agenda that doesn't care about your interest, your life, your health, your family, your freedom, or your faith. You know, when I look at the last, just over the few of the Trump-hating stories in just the past year, I see how many ended up being totally untrue and others that are now falling apart by the seams. Will they ever amend their stories? Will they ever correct their stories? New York Times, Washington Post, NBC, ABC, CNN, all of you. We ever apologize for the lies you said to the American people for being untruthful, for making a mockery of the constitutional fourth estate you were given to be an honest press? You're a dishonest press. You're lying. It may be your free speech to lie, but there should be a disclaimer that you're liars. Maybe every night on before Rachel Maddow gets on the TV set, everything you're about to hear in the next 30 minutes may be a lie. They'll never apologize. Of course, when's the last time Satan ever apologized for what he's done on this earth? When is the spirit of Antichrist ever apologized? When did Stalin or Hitler ever apologize? These people in the media that are in the tank, they're evil, immoral, deceptive, and dangerous. And the worst part is they think that they're entitled and they're far above you. Oh, we, we, we're just better than anybody. And they get their multi-million dollar paychecks. They live in their fine neighborhoods. They, they talk about social justice and Black Lives Matter. But where do they live? The Hamptons? <laughs> they go to the Hamptons on the weekends. Like I say, last year, Any talk of China being responsible for the pandemic, you were dismissed as a right-wing propagandist and most likely a racist, too. Only people that believe in debunked conspiracy theories believe the virus came from a lab in China. But, you know, the overwhelming truth is coming out, and I think it's going to come out with the election as well. I pray that it does. And funny, President Trump, was indicating there was a strong probability and they laughed him off. They said he was a nut, said he was lying, said it was debunked. Will they ever admit they were wrong? Of course not. They will try to cover their tracks and hope 
and pray to their Moloch God that you're going to forget everything they ever did. They're going to hope that you have this temporary amnesia to their lying to you over the past year. And they'll cover for each other. They'll use the same identical agreed-upon talking points each and every day. Everybody will have the same exact verbiage. They always do. Besides, they needed the pandemic to get rid of Trump and steal an election, and so they did. So it is with the reporters of ABC, NBC, CBS, NBC, MSNBC, the New York Times, the Washington Compost, NPR, one of the worst, taxpayer-funded Voice of America, too. Politico, the entire Democrat side of Congress, and all the woke members now of the intelligence services, all the woke wokesters in the Department of Injustice, now the woke military men with ranks of colonel or higher that have become un-American. You know, they're, they're just like the officers that follow around Kim, Kim Jong-jung in North Korea. They love their power. They love their position. The woke military men, the members of any teachers union, and anybody that's ever graduated or teaches at an Ivy League or near Ivy League institution in these so-called institutions of higher re-education and indoctrination. And don't, don't ever forget the never-Trumpers in many of the woke corporations today, like, you know, AT&T, commonly known as Gay T&T and Target and others, even Coca-Cola. I want you to remember that the enemies of freedom, which is what they are, freedom, they're the enemies of freedom and truth. They were angry and calling Trump xenophobic when he shut down air travel to China. Remember, you remember when Trump first indicated the virus may have even come from a lab in China? And my question is, have you seen anything at this point that gives you a high degree of confidence that the Wuhan Institute of Virology was the origin of this virus? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. And, and what gives you a high degree of confidence that this originated from the Wuhan Institute of Virology? I can't tell you that. I'm not allowed to tell you that. Do you think that withholding information about the virus is related to them trying to undermine your re-election? No, I don't. I don't want to put any uh, cast any dispersions. I just will tell you that China would like to see uh, Sleepy Joe Biden. They would take this country for a ride like you've never seen before. Are you insinuating they intentionally let it spread? Well, they could have done it, and and I'm just saying. Well, one of two things happened. They either didn't do it, and you know they couldn't do it from a competent standpoint, or they let it spread. And here we are, a year later, and Trump was right. The media, as usual was wrong. We're going to pick up this tomorrow. I've got a lot more stories in front of me. There's a lot going on you need to know about, and I'm going to share with you some more stories. I think the light of truth is coming out. I pray that it does. Do you believe in the ministry of truth to ponder? Would you go to our website? Would you help us out financially? If you can, it would be appreciated. Our mailing address is Truth to Ponder, you can use 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane in Sky Valley, Georgia. Also on that line, add number 263, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263 in Sky Valley, Georgia, Sky Valley, two words, Georgia, and the zip code is 30537, that's 30537. 
Until tomorrow, may God bless. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.